0: The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates.
1: You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford.
0: Welcome back to another episode of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. We're already laughing because we were just talking about sharks.
2: No, let's talk about this issue, Elizabeth. <laughs> so let me ask you a question, Elizabeth. You have a, um, um, not an employee, but a contractor that works for you, that's doing work for you that you rely on during the week for your business. Let's say it's marketing work, right, that okay. they're doing, right? And they've got responsibilities, or whatever. And let's say that the contractor sends you an email on a Friday that on Saturday the contractor has to put their cat down right it's very sad and won't be able to come to work won't be able to fulfill their services starting until the following tuesday right so they're gonna miss like a a day's worth of services because they're putting their cat down Uh, what's your response to that
0: i would feel bad for the the situation with the cat Mm -hmm. but if they're a contractor I don't feel like I need that detail. Like they could just tell me I'm, first of all, contractors, you're not allowed to tell them when they can work.
2: Oh no, not at all. All, you know, uh, you know, in this case, um, let's just say the hypothetical business owner and let's say his name is, I don't know, um,
0: sheen, sheen, (laughs) let's
2: say sheen who has a hypothetical (laughs) business near say, Oh, I don't know. in the Pennsylvania area <laughs> that gets an email from a contractor. And they happen
0: to sell serum? Sometimes? Yeah. Let's okay. just say that this person
2: does like Morgan to like, and re- relies on this person to do certain you know tasks and were contracted to do that and is unable to do that because uh, they had to put their cat to sleep um, on a Saturday but then they're going to be unavailable until Tuesday to do the services that's and been contracted to do. They're
0: not an employee. They they're can't not employee. take advantage of your bereavement benefit. Right,
2: there's a, right. They can't take advantage of the extensive and generous March Group bereavement pet, bereavement pet bereavement policy. Yeah, how I do mean, you respond to that? We,
0: you know, we love our dogs. We talk do. about our dogs all the time. Very, and you yeah. also have a cat. Which I do. I didn't cat even know. and a dog. Yeah, we found that out last huh? episode or two yeah. episodes ago. Well, like I was saying, I've had a dog die on a weekend. I did go to work on Monday, but I was an employee. Um, You had an obligation. I I did cry in the bathroom in the office. Um, But I feel like if I'm a contractor, I just do the work because... I'm not, and I'm not really a part of like the family, you no. know, I'm just, right. they're paying me for my time. Yeah. It's
2: your it. business. You're a business. Yeah. Like I pay this woman. Okay. Everybody, this is me. I pay this. <laughs> she sends me an invoice. I she's pay okay. her for her services that she's done as a con. She's got her own business. She has other clients or whatever. Yeah. And, um, you know, this is like contracted to do you're in business. Yeah. So you're a service provider. Nobody wants to hear yeah. about what's going on. We're expecting you to get, to get your work done. I would almost prefer not to even know. I would have almost preferred to her to send me an email that that day, Monday and say, oh, Gene, you know, something personal came up. I'm very sorry. You know, I, you know, I just I, I can't do what I got to do today, but I'll be back in action tomorrow. But too much information, you yeah. know, like um, I found out like the reason why she can't come in on a Monday is because she's putting her cat down on Saturday. And although that's very sad and all of that you know, we have responsibilities. Yeah, I mean,
0: if you think about her being a business owner, like you wouldn't say to one of your clients, like I had to put my dog down. Thank you. So, yeah. So I I'm, can't
2: make it into, you know, to do the training that I've, that I've been contracted to do yeah. on Monday. Cause I had to put my dog down on Saturday. What would a client be like, what are you talking about? You know, we've yeah. you to come out and if do you training. you
0: really couldn't make it, let's say you had to travel on Saturday to get there on sure, Monday or something. Sure. Then you just say, I had a personal issue come right. up and I can't make it.
2: That's right. That's but right.
0: People, I feel I think people feel like they want to share they want to give a lot of personal information Um, I have a friend who made a mistake at work it wasn't a big deal it was just a mistake and ended up telling her boss that she had just been diagnosed with depression, and mm. like, you don't need to get you don't that need to know detail. that. No. Too much like, information. All, that is not the other person's business. Right? You don't want to hear hear that
2: from one of your. Bottom friends. line is this: is that I mean, I, this is like sort of you know, it's 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 a word of advice to employees, but this is a show about small business owners and small business owners, uh, we're freelancers, we're entrepreneurs, we're solopreneurs, whatever. We're doing service for clients. Mm-hmm. If you can't fulfill your responsibility because something came up in your life, and we all have stuff that comes up, yeah. you. Your, your client, your customer, they don't want to know about that. They yeah. don't care. They they don't want to know that you've been diagnosed with depression or that your cat had to be put down. It's basically the bottom line is you're not doing what you've been contracted yeah. to do. So you've got to man up and say, okay, if I'm, if I'm unable to do it, Apologize for not doing it, and you got to make it up. Now, as well. what would
0: happen? Let's say this was one of your employees. Right. I know I always use the excuse of Corey, but let's say this was Corey. <laughs> Corey, right?
2: Well, I mean, again, if it's an employee and that employee wants to take time off, then you've got you know paid time yeah. off policies. Do you care
0: though why he's taking the time?
2: No, off? not at all. It's the okay. same thing. Like yeah. I, I'm like, dude, if you're entitled to your paid time off and you've got a day, go ahead and take the time. I don't really care if you're going out to you know go water skiing all day or whatever. It's just you're fine. But we don't need to know that. Um, it's just it's it's too much detail. And frankly, it can work against you, because now because this you know woman shared that detail with me, um why she's missing you know, an obligated you know, service that that to perform, that was too much information. I'd rather not know. Because now I'm like, really, this is the kind of person I hired. Like her, you know, she's like missing work two days later after putting a, her cat down. Do you, you know, think like,
0: she possibly doesn't see herself as a business owner?
2: That is a really good question, and it could very well be that's the situation, and that's a problem in itself. Because she is, she's, and again, how many people, you know, listening to us right now are independent contractors themselves? That if don't
0: think of themselves. So we actually yeah, have an article are. coming out about this. It's micropreneur, solopreneur, entrepreneur, small business owner, which one are you? And the thing is, you're probably, I mean, if you're a micropreneur or solopreneur, that means you're a one person, but everyone listening falls into one of those categories, but you're all small business owners. Dude,
2: if you file a Schedule C on your tax return or you are an S corporation, but even if you just file a Schedule C for your other outside income... Yeah. You are a business owner and you have a responsibility to this. You're not an employee of theirs. You're an owner. It's your business. Yes. Um, and you've got to, you know, you've got to take it seriously. Yes. So there I've, I've gotten off my chest. All right. We're <laughs> done for the day. Is, <laughs> there any, is there a bottle around here somewhere?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to be back with question number one. This is another question about an employee stealing from you, but it has a twist.
1: The Small business Ahead podcast is brought to you by the Business Owners Playbook. Whether you're a seasoned small business owner or just starting out, the Business Owners Playbook is your go-to destination for how to run your business. From business plan templates to advice on managing employees, the Business Owners Playbook features up-to-date, sound advice on running your business.
0: Okay, we're back. We have question one. This is from Harper from Blacksburg, Virginia. And Harper writes, I'm worried that my CFO may be stealing from the company. Is there a way for me to investigate this without raising a red flag? If he is stealing, I don't want to tip him off. And if he's not, I don't want to offend him. P.S. He's a contractor that I hired via my accounting firm. So, Gene, we've answered a lot of questions about catching employees stealing from the company. I think we did one about they're stealing Post-it notes. Is it going to escalate? Um, You know, we've advised people that everyone needs to take a week off. That's the best way to figure out if an employee is stealing. But this has a twist because this is actually a vendor. This is a contractor. Right. So hired via the accounting firm. So... I'm going to assume that this business, Harper's business, is very intertwined with this accounting firm because that firm probably does their taxes and he hired or actually I don't know if Harper is a he or she, let's say she and she hired a CFO via this firm. So that's a little, that's a little different than catching a regular employee. You can't tell this contractor, go out on vacation.
2: Right. And this is, and so, and I'm assuming Harper, this is Harper's business. Is that right? So it's the CFO that he, I'm assuming Harper is a, um, is a, um, do you think it's a she? Okay. So, so she um, hired this person. Um, So for starters, here's, here's my, um, my thing. Business is all about trust and credibility. Your CFO, I mean, you know, there's one thing, if if, if you have doubts about the credibility of your salesperson, your sales manager, that's one thing, but your CFO... Who's a contractor. Who is a contractor, but whatever. If you have doubts about that person's honesty or credibility or whatever, any anything that because I, I, I'm a big believer in where there's smoke there's fire mm-hmm. um, you got to confront that issue straight off the bat and you got to be prepared to to cut that guy loose.
0: So I'm assuming that Harper would then go to that accounting firm and say these are my concerns. Yep. Um, how do we work this out? Yep. So you're not going directly to the CFO. No,
2: what I would actually, I mean, if it if it was me and I had that, and by the way, everybody's personality is that much different. Um, I would actually have a meeting with the CFO and somebody from the accounting firm at the same okay. time, the three of us. And what I would do is I would try and keep it as light and non um, confrontational yeah, as possible. because
0: she doesn't actually have evidence. She right. just has a
2: suspicion. So she's got to say um, she's got to bring up certain circumstances or examples, examples of um, wh- where she's, she's questioning um, how this was accounted for and where it went and she's got both parties in the room there because it's her accounting firm mm-hmm. and the CFO and it's an accounting question so she wants to include them both and I think she needs to ask those questions, get the answers, see how reasonable the answers are and if the re- answer from the CFO does not pass her sniff test, then she has to have another meeting with the accounting firm and say, did that, you know, with the guy, when he yeah. answered his question, was that making sense to you? Do you have the same concerns yeah. as me? Maybe she's out in left field. And the accounting firm was like, no, he's fine. Yeah. You know, but um, hopefully if the accounting firm is, you have a good relationship with them and they're a good firm, they, yeah. they will also notice that same issue.
0: Now, one thing that you wrote about recently, and we've talked about before is So this is your accounting firm. So you're dealing with them on taxes. So more than just finances for new small business owners, they're often really surprised with how much they're paying in taxes. Yeah. So if that's the case, she might, I mean, it might just be as simple as that. Like she's paying more in taxes than she thought she would. She's wondering if the guy is kind of taken a little off the top and then that's an easy fix.
2: You know what I, I can't, this is, it goes a little bit beyond that, but there's one trait in people this is all people. This is not just in business, Elizabeth, that um, that uh, like uh, really rubs me the wrong way is when people attack or they, they assume and they get they're very defensive. You know, like I've, I've learned in my life that when I think that there's something that I don't understand, 99 um, percent of the time is because I'm ignorant, <laughs> There's something yeah. I'm missing. Yeah. There's something I need, didn't realize. Or something. So yeah. before I start firing away with both cannons, yeah. at like, oh, there's something wrong going on here or whatever, um, it's, I have learned to just say, can you educate me and explain to me why? And you go with the assumption yeah. that you're the one that really doesn't know all the facts and you need to learn from it. Now, and so you, you, you learn
0: that with the taxes. If he was stealing and <clears throat> she had that meeting— he would probably stop right away because he'd know that she was on to her. Who
2: knows? I mean, then we're getting beyond, yeah. you know, what, what sort of reactions. I mean, if if you really think that, and, and it can be validated by another party like the accounting firm saying, yeah, you know what, this doesn't seem right. I think yeah. he could be. you got to take immediate action yeah, and remove yeah, right. that guy from. You know, there shouldn't be any more uh, taking of chances. Person's removed. There's plenty of CFOs out there yeah. uh, to come and do the so work. So you
0: want to go in with a lot of curiosity. Yeah. And see what happens from there. Yeah,
2: and you want to just position it like not again. You're not accusing. You're not firing away. It's more like, please teach me. Um, I don't. You know, I, I, I'm just not sure okay. if uh, what's going on here.
0: Sounds good. All right, we'll be right back with question number two. This is about inheriting a family business and dealing with cranky customers.
1: Are you looking to expand and grow your small business, but don't have time to keep up with the latest trends in technology? We've got you covered with the weekly Small Biz Ahead newsletter. Sign up today and start receiving our weekly email chock full of the latest tools and resources to help you run a successful business. Find us at smallbizahead.com.
0: Okay, we're back with question number two. This is from Arlo in Kansas. And the question is, my father was a small business owner. He believed that the customer is always right. Now that I'm running his hardware store, how do I honor his approach even when dealing with customers who are clearly wrong? This is one of our favorite topics recently, yes. customer service. Gene wrote a very controversial article on um, dealing with, with customers that I will link in the show notes here. But how do you do that? I mean, you have to, you really do have to go with the approach that the customer is always right, but there is a line
2: there yeah there, there definitely is a line it depends on the nature of the business that you're in if you are in a um like the hospitality business for example or the restaurant business um the customer is always right that's just goes without saying like if you're you know if you're running like a bed and breakfast and some customer complains i mean it's just that by that industry is one where customers just always right and and you just have to just Sort of suck it up, right? If you're in a service business like mine, like I'm in the IT business, um, the customer is not always right. And I've gotten into shouting matches with clients before uh, because they will complain or they will say stuff that they just they don't know. They're not, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're not educated in the topic and they've hired me as their service provider, my hey, you're firm, the expert. I'm the expert, right? So when I, when, when it's like getting through and somebody's complaining, well, it's taking more time than it should and we're not getting whatever. Um, and this, you know, I, we, at this point we've known we've been on enough projects with enough smart people to know. What the facts are, and when somebody comes in, they don't have all those facts, and they're yelling and screaming about it. The customer's not always right, mm-hmm. and I, I truly believe if you're a really good service provider, if you're an attorney, if you're an accountant, if you're an IT person, if you're an insurance agent, um, you should be prepared to to stand up and and go you know eye to eyeball um, with a customer um, and and be prepared to fight them because. In the end, you're looking after their best interests. They might yeah. think they're right, but you know better for them. You have to have the self-confidence what to about do the that.
0: retail shop? Right.
2: Oh. Yeah, I was getting to that. So here you're here in a, in a, in a hardware store and you've got the, sort of the customers, you know, is the customer always right? You know, so the bottom line is, is that this guy is running like he, he's a merchant, right? So much is word of mouth. So much is social media and Yelp and consumer mm-hmm. reviews and all that. You can't. You know, you're going to have to have an allowance for certain losses from jerky customers. It's just, you're just going to do it. If you get into a shouting match with a customer or you confront customers, the world is going to know about that yeah, in today's, you know, in today's social media world. So... All you can do is cut your losses as quickly as possible. There is a percentage of people that is going to come into that hardware store, a small percentage, I hope, that are just going to be like lunatics. They just, you, just <laughs> you know that, you know? So if you know that already and then you get that lunatic and the person's arguing because they bought this hammer and the hammer didn't do it even though it's supposed to do it or whatever, you know, you, you have to have an allowance for your business to say, you know what? Let me refund you the money for the hammer. Very, very sorry. And thank you very much. Yeah. Keep it cool. Keep it polite and professional and cut your losses and How try and get them out of there. there's Not that
0: much to complain about in a hardware store?
2: Well, I mean, people find anything to complain yeah. about. Believe me. I mean, that's, that's human nature. So I, I just think that you're going to have to, um, you know, I don't think you have to bend over backwards to try and accommodate the person. I just I think you, your goal is to just get them out, of the store get them out of the store as quickly as possible. Quickly as possible. Yeah. you know, appease them. Here, here's your twenty bucks back. Very, very sorry. Feel free to come now, back. Would you budget time. for that? And you yeah.
0: in your annual.
2: Every business, I learned this at an early age. Every business has their allowances.
0: Okay. Every
2: you know every business, they, there's a returns and allowances allowance. There's a doubtful accounts allowance. There's an inventory obsolescence doubtful allowance. Account. Doubtful accounts is like receivables that you don't collect. Okay. Right. So every business has this. I mean, if you do a hundred dollars worth of billing during the course of a month, you know, on average, one to two percent of that, depending on your industry, is just not going to be collected. It's just that's just the the, the way the numbers work across the board of most okay. businesses. If you're in the retail store and the hardware and the hardware business, there is a percentage in the in the in a hardware retail store industry of customer returns. And it's some number. It's 1% or 3% or whatever. You've got to build that into your cost structure, make okay. sure that's in your pricing. So you so can to be respond.
0: safe you want to build in like three percent.
2: Yeah, well I don't I don't want to give a specific number because it depends on the business yeah. and the industry. What I would recommend though, again for Arlo is talk to your professional organization that represents hardware stores. Um, Ask and find out what is a normal returns and allowance percentage to expect. Um, And that's what you wanna build into your budget and into your cost structure so that when that guy comes in complaining, whatever reason about the hammer, you return on the money and it's it's built into your cost structure.
0: Great. All right, we'll be right back with Gene's word of brilliance.
1: Running a business is challenging. And you probably don't always have the time to research new strategies, market trends, and develop skills. But imagine if you could have all the latest information on running a business delivered to you every week. Luckily, there's the weekly Small Biz Ahead newsletter. We offer some of the best information available for business owners, ranging from topics such as time management, game-changing technology and apps, to developing management and leadership skills. Sign up today for the Small Biz Ahead newsletter at smallbizahead.com.
0: And we're back. Gene, what is your word of brilliance for us? So today,
2: you'll like this story, Elizabeth. There was, uh, I wrote about this in the Washington Post, just not uh, about a, uh, recently. Um, so my word of brilliance is Tesco. Do you know what Tesco is?
0: It sounds like a... British gas station
2: close I'm pretty okay. impressed it's a, it's <laughs> it's a British supermarket chain it's okay, a grocery okay. store supermarket, so everybody in Britain knows Tesco's. They've been around for ages. anyway, there is one Tesco store um in England, and I'm apologize it might be you can look it up in the Washington Post because I wrote about it. They might have been in Scotland, but they're in the general u k islands. And um, they started to do something really interesting that I think a lot of business owners should also give some consideration to. They started a new checkout line, um, which they called the chilled out checkout line. And what they do is for any of their customers that need a little bit of extra time, particularly those customers that might be suffering from Alzheimer's, From uh, lighter forms of dementia, uh, you know, people that might have any kind of mental challenges, even mothers that might come into the store with a lot of kids around. And you just need like a few extra minutes to check out, to to count your money, to be explained the transaction without somebody behind you, like tapping their foot and complaining and whatever. They start. And it's been hugely popular. It's a great idea. And so because of that, they have been accommodating customers that have these you know, I don't know if you want to call it afflictions or diseases or you know, these things in their lives, these challenges, challenges, challenges in their lives. They, um, they they've been actually going out of their way to go to that Tesco store so they can do their shopping and know that just that's just one additional stress in their life yeah. that they don't have to deal with. And I it's created more imagine. business for them,
0: like going through life with a disability or something. Right. And like ha- like. Say you're blind, you have a seeing eye dog. Yeah, grocery shopping's gonna grocery be really shop. Gonna I mean, I, I think to myself, there's
2: a a, a a Target store near where I live, and they have the self checkout, and then they have also like a to check checkout, and there's always a line to check out, and it's like a very, you know, it's like it's in town, it's in Philly, so there's like there's a lot of action, a lot of rush, whatever, and even me who for the moment have you know command of my mental resources, I'm like. Getting ready for the <laughs> checkout, you know what I mean? Like, okay, when that you know checkout thing opens, <laughs> I gotta run there and do it. And then you get all like, you want to make sure you get through the yeah. transaction fast enough. You don't want to be holding people up. It's yeah. a little stressful, uh, but God, I can't even imagine what it's like for somebody that you know has a challenge, a mental challenge, or. Little kids. So here's a merchant. Here's a store that's responding to that need. Um, and I think if you run, if you're a store as well, um, and you might have in your community customers that you, yeah. you think it might attract more customers, I think it's a wonderful I thing. I love that.
0: I feel like most businesses are trying to innovate for the people that take the least amount of their time. Yeah. Here's a business who's trying to innovate for the people that take more of their and time. And they're
2: attracting more business because of it.
0: Yeah. Cool. Great. All right, great episode, Jean. We'll talk to you next week.
1: Thanks for joining Elizabeth and Jean for another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. For the latest on small business trends straight from the small business experts, visit the Hartford Small Biz Ahead. We've got articles, how-tos, and videos to help you run your business more efficiently. Check us out at smallbizahead.com.